Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Hello, welcome back. Another episode of Fitless, another week, another episode. More exercising, more guests, more talking about it. Fun, sweat, fitness, it all happens here. This is the show where you get it. And I'm so thrilled today to welcome my guest. Uh, She's a new friend, a new colleague, a fellow podcaster. Please check out her podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. And please join me in welcoming Andrea Allen. Wow. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, So Andrea and I just got back from, you guessed it, Capoeira. Capoeira. And (laughs) (laughs) it was quite the experience. It really was. And we're going to get to it shortly. Mm -hmm. But the way we start the show is just tell the people a little bit about your background with fitness and exercise and kind of your relationship to it throughout your life. Okay. Um, so I've always been pretty athletic. Um, I've, yeah, my parents kind of, I was kind of like an extracurricular child where my parents just threw me into everything. Um, and I wasn't like really good at any of it particularly. (laughs) Um, but it was like very important to be active. I did, oh my God. When I was a kid, I did all the goofiest shit. Um, Tap dancing, uh, ballet, hip hop, jazz. I did, played rugby. I did synchronized swimming. Uh, I did karate. I did gymnastics. I did figure skating. Um, Basically, uh, cross-country running. I've done like every possible (laughs) sport. like in school and also outside of school. So I, I definitely always give it my all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never been particularly talented in any of the sports, (laughs) but I've always really enjoyed them. I think, uh, in high school, the, the only sport that I ever was like really good at it, good at was rugby. Um, which was a great outlet for my aggression. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and also cross country running, and I used to hate running when I was younger because uh, I was like a little bit overweight and just like not coordinated. Um, but once I could like listen to music on my headphones, that was a game changer because I could kind of zone out of the pain of the exercise and kind of just like go off in my brain somewhere. Um, what else did I do? I did sailing. I don't know if sailing is a sport. Sure. Let's uh, count it. Horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of like independent things. Totally. I'm very, I'm very competitive. Uh, so team sports are fine, but like whenever I used to play field hockey too, and I was always like a goalie, like I like to be exercising with people, um, but if I start competing with people, I can't really exercise with friends all that often <laughs> because Uh-oh. I, I mean, I was so, I'm so bad at capoeira that like 
that element isn't there, but like I used to run cross country and I had a friend who was also like really good and we would run alongside each other and be like sprinting the whole time, um, just to want to beat each other, but also simultaneously pretending that we weren't like trying so hard. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an emotional outlet for me to like excel. And it's also, um, it's also, I care about being healthy and, um, being thin, I guess. And I don't know, there's, you know what, when I'm trying to lose weight and like when exercise is a negative thing, it's, I'll usually be like going to the gym a lot. Mm -hmm. And, but when it's more just like for fun and stuff, I'll be doing like capoeira or more like activity kind of things. Um, you can tell I'm in a bad space mentally if I'm like going and running on the treadmill like six days a week and like, you know, counting calories and blah, blah, blah. So I think it can be, it can be a healthy thing for me and it can be an unhealthy thing for me. So you grew up in Canada, Mm -hmm. in Vancouver proper. Mm -hmm. Okay. So city. And then you moved to New York for college. Yes. And did all of the sports stop? Oh yeah. Just a firm halt. Just dead (laughs) in the road. Yes. I definitely, in my freshman year of college, I stopped exercising completely. Um, I mean, you do walk around a lot in the city, so I kind of like pretended that that was, you know, I'm I'm getting exercise. It counts for something. Sure, it does. We're not sure what it counts for. (laughs) But we do take every opportunity we can to brag about it to people who don't live Uh here. We're like, I walk a million miles a day. It's like, nah, do you? I mean... Yeah, I definitely was active and running around the city, but I uh, I started also like eating really poorly because I didn't know how to, like up until that point, I went to a boarding school too in high school. So I was being fed by like the cafeteria ladies. Right. When I was younger, my mom would feed me. Everyone <laughs> forced me to do things and I enjoyed them, but it was very much like you're being shuttled towards doing this thing. Um so I gained, I want to say, 40 pounds. Ooh. Yeah. Freshman 40. <laughs> I was up to like 180 pounds uh, by the end of my sprint uh, towards fatness and inactivity. And so I kind of had to, I actually went, I went home and I'm very tall so I can gain like a fair amount of weight before you'll notice. Mm-hmm. But it was starting to get like real puffy (laughs) and uh I went to a doctor for something unrelated and they weighed me and you could see they left my weight on like my chart and my mom saw it and was like whoa 180 let's talk about it and she wasn't like she's not I have a very positive relationship with my body and food I definitely like am one of the more fortunate females that I know um, with not feeling guilty about food uh but it was an unhealthy weight to be at and yeah you weren't well it was just a result of an unhealthy lifestyle totally and I was drinking a lot of beer eating bagels eating pizza just like also I think when you have a health conscious parent growing up once you get out of their grips (laughs) you're like "Ooh, I can eat pop tarts and candy 
And I don't even necessarily even like all that stuff. I don't eat it now, but just being free to do it for a little bit. I My was freshman like, year of college, I found this fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> flavor pasta roni. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I ate it like more than once a week. The oh yeah. whole box by myself because in the back of my head, I was like, this is not allowed. Yeah, you know? right? Like, I'm so excited to do right? this. Right? I'm staying up late. Mm-hmm. I'm eating terrible things. Um, yeah, I used to, Pop-Tarts was one that I, like, was never even allowed to, like, right. it would be just, why would you even bring that in? And so <laughs> I would eat that. And uh, I think I had McDonald's twice in a day once. Yeah. Just because I was like, We've all been there. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I had it once. I already did the bad thing. Like, why not, you know, bookend the day? Sure. Uh, I think also I used to get junk food a little bit as like a treat. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like, oh, I'm treating myself because I was stressed out about being here. Um, so then I sort of, she taught me a lot of stuff about diet and was like, you have to exercise. Your mom. Yeah. And so I, I lost all the weight. Um, was that right after your freshman year? Yeah. Okay. So I gained a bunch of weight and then I lost it all. And I, it was really empowering to like be able to do that on my own. And then since then, I'll, I always try to make a concerted effort to exercise at least once a week. But sometimes I'll go like a few months without exercising if I'm really stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually I have to like have it in my life somehow for my own health, but also like, I don't ever want to get back to that Mm -hmm. because that felt so bad. And it also like, I looked bad, but once you start not exercising and you like get into this slump, it's so easy to just like regress. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to ever sort of get near that. Again. Yeah. yeah. I think when I was a freshman, I made similarly poor choices mm-hmm. diet wise, but I had so much anxiety mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was like throwing up. Oh, yeah. Not, not making myself throw up, but I would just throw up like three times a week from anxiety. Yeah. And during my unhealthiest and like worst times emotionally, for some reason, my body just goes like, okay, lose weight. Really? Which is like a weird. That's not, uh, some people do that though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I gain weight. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I've never, I've never experienced that where like some, a big gain happens and then. And then a big loss. Just like a slow gain and then a loss where people are like, are you okay? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do. Well, that's my. The big weight loss for me will always be a post breakup. That's yeah. the are you okay weight loss. And it's like it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel so out of control about everything. So I'm like, I can run on the treadmill. I can do this thing and I'm improving and it's regimented. And it's also like kind of a way to like weaponize my own attractiveness against yeah, the ex. That's true. Um, that's which a good is point. gross. But a pretty regular that's, pattern. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Every time I get out of a breakup, I'm like, well, the positive is that I'm going to be like hot as hell for a few months. And then. Yeah, I think. What was I going to say? I feel like the breakup thing and oh, what you were saying before about like feeling fortunate that you don't have such a fraught relationship with food and Mm -hmm. with eating and with that. It's kind of funny that like. No, I feel like no woman I've ever met is immune from this. It's oh, just yeah. like a degree, the degree to which you're totally obsessed by it. Of course. And have like mental illness that manifests in this way. Oh yeah. Like but, my, sorry. Yeah. No, you go. My, my close friend has battled eating disorders her whole life. Emily Lubin, my co-host of my podcast. She's really funny. <laughs> she is very funny. Um, and so I, of course, Any female, like you said, has like a baseline. There's no woman who's, I mean, I won't say there's no, I hope there is a woman who's just like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Um, But uh, through getting to know women who have eating disorders, I have started to understand how much of a mental illness, like Mm -hmm. I used to have the very ignorant belief that like it's about vanity, but it's really like, it's a deeply entrenched, like really difficult thing to battle. And so I've become so much more grateful over the years with me just being able to eat poorly and not feel guilty about it because I didn't even realize that's like a privilege yeah. for me versus, versus like a lot of women can't even enjoy that. Yeah. So I'm pretty good. Um, and in relation to awful possibilities like I feel better but but I still like like for example I have my boyfriend is very very thin and so anytime I'm like with him afterwards I'll be like am I huge like you know like I definitely have this sort of dysmorphia about it I'm also a really like tall person so I've always been really big my whole life and not like overweight but that's a source of like self-consciousness for me yeah. Um, so yeah. A friend of mine who has struggled with some disordered eating th- throughout her life recently, <coughs> sorry, she let me borrow like a crop top mm-hmm. and I put it on and I was like, I don't know, feeling kind of like chunky, chunky dumpling mm-hmm. feelings. And she just looked at me and she was like, yeah, you know what? I've been feeling lately this certain way and mm-hmm. You just have to ignore it because it's not true. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I think there's something really powerful about something powerful in just like refusing to believe your own conception of your beauty. Of course. Just being like, whatever I think about how I look is wrong. Totally. I mean, when I was my thinnest, I still sort of felt as if I was fat or could I not fat, but could lose more weight. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that and I'm like, I was underweight, but I was like five more. Like I was sort of intoxicated by the excitement of being thinner and continuing to lose weight. And, and I look at pictures of back then and I'm like, I look great. However, I was not happy. So who cares? Right. Like, honestly, it's such a, what bothers me too about um, women and sort of us being fetishized as like objects of beauty yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is when I 
get up and go out into the world. It, it depends on like how much I want to put into how I look, but for a man, their step is like wash your face and put on your clothes, shower, whatever. But for me to feel good, to feel like really, really good, there is clothes that make me feel good about my body and blow drying and straightening and makeup. And I'm like, God, I waste so much fucking time on this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like if I didn't exercise all the time, also that I don't exercise all the time, but when I'm at my most intensely focused on my appearance, it's a giant time suck where I could like be (laughs) forwarding my career or spending time with my friends or doing stand up. So, but I don't know. No. Yeah. It's a constant negotiation. Um, I don't really wear makeup ever, Mm -hmm. but I think mostly because like the times I do, I feel, I don't know. It's like a constant struggle between wanting to appear beautiful, Mm -hmm. but then the second that I do where like I, I'm looking good and I'm Mm -hmm. wearing mascara and my outfit is great. Like the attention that Mm -hmm. I feel it makes me uncomfortable. Really? That's so, <laughs> so funny. I'm like, I don't, I, like, I have a hard time even wearing tank top in public. Mm-hmm. I feel like, don't even look at me. You really? Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do get dressed up mm-hmm. and, and want to look pretty, mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, there's a lot of like psychic ramping up that I have to do where it's like, okay, like, now you've entered into like really noticeable, good outfit territory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like, not to brag about being hot, but Don't like do it. you look pretty good mm-hmm. and people are going to look at you and mm-hmm. you're just going to have to be okay with that. Totally. So there's like negotiation on top of negotiation yeah. on top of negotiation. So exhausting. It's like, I don't want to wear these pants because I don't want to feel people looking at my butt. Yeah. I want to wear these pants so that no one will ever look at me. You're just like unknown, like a anonymous type right. of. Yeah. That makes sense. I, uh, I love the attention. <laughs> so that's a problem. I love the attention and not from, it's not like I love the attention from men, but I, I'm a performer also. So mm-hmm. I like to, I like to feel confident in myself. I've worn some outfits that it's like, that is a bra as a shirt at most. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I wish that I were more like that. I often, every like April, May, mm-hmm. I say, I'm going to be sluttier this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I just can't like get there. Well, I think... My friend Emily feels it's the same way. It's like how do, it's almost like I don't have a right and you're like what are you talking about, you know? I think when you dress to show off your body, it comes with the caveat that like you think you should have a body worth showing right. off. Um and sometimes I really do feel that way. What will harpoon me the worst though is if someone takes video or pictures of me and I think I'm looking good and it's so bad. Like there's been multiple occasions where photographers, comedy photographers have photographed me and like my guts hanging out and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But I almost just 
I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to let that take it away from me, yeah. but, but I do have like, people will film my sets for me sometimes and I'll be like, ugh, do I really look like that? Uh, it's almost like I have, what is, there's a term for like body dysmorphia, but the opposite. Like you think that you look better than you do. Um, and sometimes I feel that way. My, <laughs> my confidence will peak. No, yeah. I think it's something with like ego and mm-hmm. being a performative person, which yeah. I feel like I am on some level. Totally. But I have this weird binary thinking where mm-hmm. either I'm like, I look at myself and I'm like, you might be the most beautiful woman who has ever lived. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, you know what? You're actually a hideous monster. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that somebody would have pulled you aside and kind of told you by now, but everybody's just being nice. One feels bad. Like nobody wants to be the first to say it. Bianca, I've been meaning to tell you, <laughs> you are dog shit ugly. It's never in the middle. It's either I, and that's like ego and grandiosity, where yeah. it's like I'm either so stunningly beautiful yeah. or I'm like the bottom oh, yeah. of your shoe. Me too. Me too. So truly it's just, insanity. <laughs> it really is. It really is insanity. There's no way to understand it. I think I think exercise for me can be recreational and fun and it's also a good way to like battle the demons. Yeah. You know, cuz I don't think I look terribly different between the in shape and out of shape. Right. Probably I don't, but feeling in shape will like quell it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. So it's helpful. Which brings us to Capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> so before we went tonight, this is what I knew about capoeira. Okay. The clip from Bob's Burgers that you showed me. Very informative. Very informative. And um, my Spanish teacher in high school, Senor St. Louis, mm-hmm. did it. Okay. He talked about it. He also wore turquoise jewelry and had a soul patch. Okay. That's dead on. And my friend Meg, who is like... A, just a phenomenal human being. She's a dancer and mm-hmm. she spent a lot of time in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And she now studies, she's getting her PhD in Latin American history at Harvard. Ooh. So she spends time in Brazil for that and she does capoeira. So cool. And I want to be in their club. <laughs> I know. And that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, I do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And then we went. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's <laughs> quite a thing. It is quite a thing. So how did you get started going? Uh, so I started doing it in one of my uh, many post-boyfriend weight losses. <laughs> uh, I was going to a gym in Williamsburg, a very fancy one. And they offered capoeira as one of the classes. And it was very poorly attended, uh, I, don't, I guess, because no one really knew what it was. Right. But I loved it immediately. One, for the very vain reason that, like, most people in the class are so ripped. Like, they have this kind of sw- – it's like a swimmer-type body where the muscles are all, like, lean and long. And they're all just very, like, sexy. <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, ooh, I, I want to be in your group. And I'm so not that <laughs> at all. Um, but also it was a type of exercise where I like see what I saw what they were doing. And I'm like, that not that hard? And then I would do it and be like, this is one of the hardest things I've ever done. It, it like was 
engaging muscle groups that I was like, what even is that? Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel as if whenever I do an exercise class, I feel it's much more useful. It's of a type of exercise that I wouldn't do on my own. And it's like engaging muscles and, and teaching me things that I could never come to on my own. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me to it. I also like that it's kind of goofy. Uh, there's like a dance element to it and it's very acrobatic. Um, yeah. So it's like a Brazilian martial arts mm-hmm. slash dance. Mm-hmm. I got there a little early mm-hmm. and everybody was so friendly to me. Mm-hmm. A woman shook my hand and was like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, I'm Bianca. And I assumed she was the teacher because mm-hmm. she introduced herself to me. And she's yeah. like, the teacher's on her way. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like that. And then the whole vibe of this group was like, we are all friends. Mm-hmm. We know each other. We do this all the time. And it sort of reminded me of like that high school team sport feeling, mm-hmm. which I never did. Oh, really? So <laughs> like, Were you freaking out? I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I obviously, I mean, I've done enough first times of things totally. now that I'm like pretty good at just going with it and mm-hmm. being like, well, I'm here. I got to do it. But, yeah. you know, I was extremely nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah. Totally. But it's so fun. It is. You do like this, just lots of like drills in the beginning, Mm -hmm. going down the line, doing kicks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Everybody is so beautiful and Mm -hmm. moves like a gliding jungle cat. It's fucking crazy. My first class, I the first class with this group, um, because I did the class in Williamsburg, then they discontinued it because no one was going except for me. (laughs) Um, And then I found this class when I moved to Astoria and I, there's a a place in Astoria and one, um, in downtown Manhattan, which we went to. And, um, yeah, I, everyone was so nice to me. Um, it's this type of like enthusiasm that you feel almost a, it like it's fake, but it's not fake, but you're like, you can't all be this like lovely and sort of just energized and down for anything. Very like everyone's very humbled there, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but they're all doing these crazy moves, and they're all like, I think my first class, they tried to get me to like to do a handstand backwards against the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> in no way, shape, or form is this gonna happen. But they're all like, Yeah, you got it. I'm like, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> like, it's very, um, yeah, it's it's very uh, leave your ego at the door. Yes, uh, and have fun and like prepare to look kind of like an asshole for the first <laughs> six months of doing it. I'm sure. Yeah. So Andrea and I were kind of partnered up, mm-hmm. and we had this uh, gentleman helping us who was very nice. But I was confused by his instruction oh. <laughs> a little bit, and I was just like, I, I. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. The, the, the movements are very um, strange. Like they're not conventional. I, I don't, I haven't done other martial arts, so I don't right. know if maybe this is just like a martial arts thing, but the mo- the movements are very low to the ground. You're doing a lot of like pivoting and kicking in ways that you don't normally. It's more swipey. Very swipey. Yeah. A lot of swiping. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, that guy particularly, they have like capoeira names, I guess. Yeah. Um, and his was Avalanche. I think that's what he uh-huh. And he seemed like, it's like he came, he's a character who came from the Jungle Book. You know, he had like all these like, pri- um, like tribal tattoos and like the long hair. And mm-hmm. he was like very, very, he was very muscular and like low to the ground. Yeah. Um, but he was very, very patient with yeah. us. <laughs> uh, we were definitely the like idiots of the group. The remedial section. <laughs> totally. But I could see going back because mm-hmm. it was so fun and so specific. Yeah. Because there's also a music element. Yeah. Where there's, she's playing the in, the main instructor who's like yelling like, yeah, like, everybody like, jungle. Or, <laughs> everybody. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> it's like, oh. You, you were like so great. A wasp. I felt like. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Do you want me to do like I couldn't loosen up really, which is part and parcel of who I am. But um, we looked like a pair of wasps for sure. Yeah. They when they realized I knew you, I almost saw like a look on their face, like yeah, of course. Like <laughs> these two white these girls, two and they're like <laughs> all like half kicking and falling over. <laughs> um, but they were really welcoming. There was one other white girl who was there who was she vicious. Is- Amazing. Yeah. She was so like, wow, she's so quick. Yeah. She was dance fighting at a speed that I was like, you're like 10 beats faster than everybody else. Yeah. And they, so it's cool because even when you're a beginner, you get to watch the people work and do like um, all these amazing moves and like have fun with each Mm -hmm. other. Um, When I did a Muay Thai class, which is like a lot of kicking and stuff and punching, Mm -hmm. um, but you make contact in Muay Thai. Okay. It was much more like, okay, now, like, we're sparring. Right. But now we're... And this was, like, laughing and sure. clapping and singing. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, you everybody stands in a circle mm-hmm. and does, like, sparring in the circle. Mm-hmm. And they made us do it. Oh, and I was so funny. Freaking out. You kept it very cool considering how much you were freaking out. Did I? Yeah, you were great. Because I was, that's like my worst nightmare. (laughs) I was, I think I like left my body. (laughs) (laughs) Because like. Are you worried about looking stupid? Well, I feel like my whole sort of MO for my (laughs) whole life has been. Never look like you're trying. Okay. You, I never want to get caught trying. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm not good at it, it's mm-hmm. because I wasn't trying. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Know? And this like situation mm-hmm. tonight required me to just like abandon my <laughs> foundational principle of my personality. <laughs> Like, even in a Zumba, you feel dumb, but you can just, like, be in the back and sure. nobody's looking at you. Literally, everyone's, everyone's looking, looking at, at you. you. Yeah. And Andrea does stand-up comedy, and we've been talking about, like, doing an open mic and me going and doing an open mic. And I feel like that was, like, the open mic sure. of, of fitness. Of, of martial arts, yeah. <laughs> it really is. You were, you were great. I mean, 
I, I feel similarly. I was talking to someone about this. I was forced to act in a play recently, mm-hmm. and I am a terrible. I'm not te- okay. I'm f- I'm not the worst, but right. I certainly would not call myself an actor by any stretch of the word. <laughs> um, and I was so uh, uncomfortable in this play. I felt like I looked like an idiot, <laughs> and and I was just I was like this whole thing is so cringeworthy, and. Uh, a friend of mine was like, well, that's about your ego. And I'm like, well, no, I don't think that I'm good. And they're like, no, but it's your ego because you don't want to look bad. Right. And it's like, you just have to let, I was thinking about that actor experience when I was going into the circle because I'm like, what's the worst thing that feasibly can happen here? Like I could lie on the floor in the <laughs> middle of this and roll around and they'd still all be like, you're great. You know, <laughs> like there is no failure. Um, it's only the uncomfortableness of going in front of people and being bad at something. Yeah. And a lot of people really don't like doing that. Yeah. And I get it, but yeah, the only remedy for it is just to do it over and over again until it's, it's like, such it doesn't matter. It's a valuable experience to have. Yeah. Especially when you're the type of person like me mm-hmm. who will fight tooth and nail to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. You were <laughs> great. There was like singing and dancing and mm-hmm. clapping. There's a child running and around. There's a kid there. And like, and it's funny because it's only in certain situations. Like me getting on stage and doing karaoke, mm-hmm. I will do that in front of anyone for any reason at any time. Right. Like it's just these, and I'm not a great singer. Mm-hmm. Like it's just because you're used to those parameters. Right. Exactly. You know? And you I know couldn't what to expect. believe that they just threw me in there. Mm-hmm. I was kind of furious, but also like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Just do it. That's that's all you have to do. I mean, that's what I like about it. Like also, I when I do capoeira, I'm glad that this happened because usually I do like a class in Queens that mm-hmm. is smaller. Like it's often just me the coach and one other person who's like her sensei or whatever. <laughs> they all like love her. It's, it's, she's wonderful, but it's like such a funny little community. Right. Um, and, uh, so they usually spend a lot of time like us doing drills, us doing, uh, cardio and like core stuff and like practicing the moves kind of like what we did. So we got separated from the group and, and avalanche like <laughs> taught us like this type of kick and then we do this type of kick over and over again and then we'd do this kick and then that move like it's very like building all these routines um so that's usually what i do mm-hmm. which is more usually i leave the classes like drenched in sweat and so tired because it's i'm getting like individualized training that's cool uh, which is awesome but i was glad that we went to this class instead because it was a huge group class and we got to see like people who really do this doing it together. And what's crazy about like they do these, they, they go into, we're in a circle. These people like fight against one another or dance fight against one another. And I guess there are set routines that they all know. Like there's two parts to it. Yeah. So it's like, I'll kick and you duck and then we'll like roll on the ground and then do this like sweepy thing. And, but so they all know these things, 
but it felt like near the end there that they were they just were like freestyling. freestyling. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you almost kicked each other in the face Truly so many times. Incredible doing cartwheels in the middle, handstands. Yeah. And like laughing and singing throughout the Totally. <laughs> I've never seen anything. I know. Like it. it was crazy. And I've done a lot of exercise uh-huh. classes. It was so fun. It was. It's really fun. That's what I like about it. It's so uh freeing and you have to just be okay with I, I guess I like high stakes things like this. That's yeah, why I, I think, like stand up. Yeah, I think that it, it gave me an insight into you mm-hmm. where you're like, because I was going to ask you, you recently wrote on Facebook, I think the what you said was the funniest thing about me is that I do capoeira <laughs> and I'm really bad at it. Yes. Which I was like, I don't know, speak on that. What do you think about that? Uh, I think a lot of people, I think people perceive me maybe people who just see me on stage perceive me as this very commanding confident person which I am in some areas but um I I think that there's an intensity intensity to me that people think that I would take myself too seriously perhaps but Mm -hmm. I'm very much the complete opposite so I think it's a funny image a lot of people like you seem so confident and um you know, just like you, you know what you want and you go for it and blah, blah, blah. And so I think the idea of me then being like this goofy bitch (laughs) falling all over the place and being really bad at something, like, I think, I think it's also just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that anyone would. It's so specific. Yeah. I don't think anyone would ever guess in a million years, especially considering that I am so white too. (laughs) I think it's a big part of it. It's very much like beautiful, like mixed race or Brazilian or Asian people. And they're all very like sinewy, like you said. And like, I'm just this big Nordic human being. Um, so I just don't, I don't fit in there. Um, but I love, I love things like that. Like I, I used to I just think why not do all the things like I used to drum for a while and I was terrible at that. And, um, I, I, I played like a bunch of instruments. I just, I think there's value in, um, in doing things that you are not inclined to do purely out of the experience of being a fish out of water. Um, I think it's like very valuable. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Um, and I think that with this podcast, I've had like week after week after week of yeah. being a fish out of water. And I and I just wonder, though, I sometimes am so sort of envious of like the people who are farther down the line at something like capoeira mm-hmm. or even, I don't know, Zumba, for an example, or like running, like people mm-hmm. who build up and they can run like eight, 10 miles. Oh yeah. And do a race Mm -hmm. and like participate on that level. Mm -hmm. I am always the fish out of water every Mm -hmm. single time. Yeah. (laughs) And I just like, you want to be good at something. I want to be good at something or Mm -hmm. just like part of the team. I've Mm -hmm. never had that. Mm -hmm. I think it seems so fun. It is. And I just don't know what it is. I don't know if it's capoeira. (laughs) 
You know what I think is... I think you just have to commit and then go back and go back and go back. And then before you know it, you're like clapping for a new person. Totally. That's exactly it. I mean, again, like back to stand-up, it's um, in order to be good at stand-up, you have to be bad at stand-up for a while and like just sit in that uncomfortableness of like not getting it, missing it bombing then doing well and not knowing why and like it's it's can be very it can be very very I guess I had this moment uh a few years like maybe two years into stand-up where I was just at a show and no one wanted to be there and everyone was so bad and I was just like this is what am I doing here and uh I got on stage and I was doing so poorly that I just started laughing because I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like it just truly doesn't matter. And then I just started going crazy and like yelling and whatever. I I ended up like getting people's attention or whatever. And it wasn't like a particularly incredible set, but it just let me let go of things. And I think that helped me to accelerate. Once you let go, it's you are willing to take more risks and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Like you have to, part of it is incrementally doing it over and over and over again and you really will get there. And then another part of it is just like understanding that none of it matters. So why not try it? Yeah. I think I'm just having a thought slash realization. Mm -hmm. I, I love movies about math okay and i I love like a savant math movie okay a goodwill hunting Mm -hmm. or i just watched it again the other night hidden figures okay nice like i've never been good at math Mm -hmm. i cannot understand math Mm -hmm. i don't like it Mm -hmm. But when people are like born good at something Mm -hmm. and just do it, I think that that is like a dream that I've always had where it's like the next thing I do is going to be be the one that I'm a savant at. Uh. And it hasn't happened yet. Uh. But I think that it's important to realize that that is a, that isn't a movie. Yes. About math. Yeah. Moneyball, another good math movie. Totally. And maybe that has like um, skewed my perception of how the world works. Sure. I mean, it's also like, um, it's also a much easier way to live your life to think that like you're just going to stumble into something that you're phenomenal at. But don't you sort of have a feeling that you might? Um, no, no, just me. <laughs> uh, I used to when I was younger. Um, you grew out of it. It's okay. <laughs> well, you say it. No, I. You know what? I used to feel that way about music. Mm-hmm. I used to. I love music. Um, and I've always done choir or singing or some. I love used to be musical theater, and I used to just feel as if one day I would just like be really great at it right. or or when I started playing the drums I was like this is going to be the thing that I'm just going to be like freakishly good at and I never was and then I just had to have a moment to myself where I'm like you're never going to be a musician in a professional <laughs> capacity um doesn't mean you can't enjoy it 
Yeah. Um, but also I stand up is the only thing too, that I've loved so much that it's been worth all the hours and hours of work that it takes. I think the like freakish genius talent is very, very, it's a bit of a fairy tale. Yeah. I think some people have a leg up for sure they do. Um, but often people have like aptitudes and they work constantly yeah. to, to be good at them. Like you'll see someone who's, when you see someone who's really good at something, you kind of just build this backstory that they've always been really good at it, but there's probably years and years of them like right. working and failing at it. And yeah. And I think I know, I mean, I obviously know that, mm-hmm. right. In your logical mind, you know of that. Course. Yeah. But I think it goes back to never wanting to be seen mm-hmm. as give as trying and failing, exerting effort, mm-hmm. which is something I need to work on. Yeah, go to Capoeira. It'll give it to you in healthy doses. <laughs> Put me in the middle of that goddamn circle again. I know all the clapping, and then they're singing, and and they're looking at you to sing, and you're like, I don't know the I words. Don't know the word. I don't know this language. So then I'm like, <laughs> but you just like kind of get it. I got into it though, because it was the energy was so positive. Yeah. And also on top of like, I feel like my kind of journey through this, not wanting to be caught trying is mm-hmm. to constantly try new things mm-hmm. and constantly do it. So I guess, I mean, that's the point of yeah. life. You're just actively go doing through it. your shit and try and do it. I don't know. I think you give yourself less credit than you deserve. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do you do a lot of different things outside of the box. So Yeah. I wouldn't I'm a I'm a genius. Uh-huh. A math genius. I'm a math a genius. capoeira math genius. <laughs> I love math movies though. I it is because math movies, it's like the underdog. No one thought he'd be good at this, and then he's brilliant. Yeah. 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 It's a very enticing story. Yeah, I get it. Um. So, yeah, that was Capoeira. I can't wait to tell my friend Meg and mm-hmm. get her take because she did it for a while, and she's a professional dancer, so mm-hmm. I'd love to see her moves. I think the dancer body is very helpful yeah. in that sport. If you are lean – And also small, like we're saying the women were like a lot quicker and more vicious than the Mm -hmm. men because they're so tiny so they can like tumble on the ground. There was the one blonde woman who was like a sniper. And then there was this girl, there was this girl who was like in the beginners group with us. Oh my God. Clearly not a beginner. A plant. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It was fear. I know, right? She's like, it's me first. And then she was doing cartwheels yeah. in the middle of the goddamn circle at mm-hmm. the end. And I was like, you sold out. You t- sold us out. Yeah. You said you were in our group <laughs> and you're this tiny little ninja and you're doing all these moves. Yeah, there's so many. I like the kick moves. I love it when people um, do, do the handstand mm-hmm. that people always, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. When someone does a handstand. I also, since I've started doing capoeira, I start to have fantasies about having to like fight someone in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess this is like my math movie that like I'll yes. be a, I'll be a, a, assaulted by a gang and I'll be like, oh I don't know and I'll have my like you know my fur coat on and they'll be like oh this Jenga. this Jenga. rich woman and I'll be like you got it wrong and I'll, <laughs> I'll rip my outfit off and I'll be wearing the the, the hilarious uniform. outfits that they wear oh yeah they wear white bell bottoms and white shirts and their belts I think it's like any other martial it's belted based on levels but yeah, they have these like rope, yeah it's like a rope tassel belt it's like so much better than any martial art in the flair department. Oh my god, I know. Right? It's so good. It's so fabulous. It really is fabulous. That is a big part of it for me. Is the fabulousness and um and how much you sweat afterwards. Yeah, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. My I was running I always after I exercise I run my mouth so much. Mm-hmm. I love cuz I'm Hi. You got the endorphins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go to capoeira, and then I take a hot shower, and then I take a post-capoeira nap. It's like... Oh cap nap. A cap nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think everybody should try it. Oh, totally. Just for the spectacle. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. You're not going to experience anything like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seeing adults, like, roll around and air beat the shit out of each yeah. other. It's yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. Um. Andrea, tell the people what they should know about you, your work, where to find it, and all that stuff. You can find me uh, street fighting <laughs> yeah, in my white Definitely outfit. steer clear of Andrea if she's on the street. Don't try to mug me because I will Jenga you, um, which is their like half step move. Um, I am a comedian and I have my own podcast, as you mentioned, um, the hot mess comedy hour. Subscribe. Subscribe. Um, and donate to their Patreon. Oh yeah. You're so on it. Uh, yeah. I would love all of those things. Um, it's you and Emily Lubin who is mentioned and they usually have a comedian guest on. Mm Mm-hmm. We ask them why they're a hot mess. So it's a very exploratory podcast. Not unlike this. Um, getting deep. Yeah. I love to get deep. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, and you can, you can follow me at Andrea comedy, um, excuse me on Twitter and then, uh, follow my podcast, hot mess comedy hour on Instagram. Cause there's lots of fun stuff there all the there time. It really is. Mm-hmm. And Andrea is teaching me so much about podcasting and about producing and about oh, thank you. like how to do it and do it well. You're doing a great job. Uh, yeah. And um, the thing that's so cool what you do with the teaser mm-hmm. and then you put the teaser on Instagram. Oh, thank and you. And there's a little sound bite oh, on Instagram. Best. It's so great. Uh, that is one of my figuring out how, how, how to do that was the biggest pain in the ass. <laughs> Instagram does not like you to be able to do things like that. Uh, but my partner cuts the teaser together. We put it on YouTube. Then I rip it off YouTube. I make it an MP3. I save it on my phone and I post it on Instagram. And I just, I think it's so, it's funny that you mentioned the teasers because I've had some people complain about the teasers to me. Fuck you. I know. I'm like, it's so fun. Um, but I think it's such a nice way. I like to, I like to put the teasers out so that people can get like a snapshot of the episode. And also because then I have all these little like bite-sized audio things yeah, of like, like everything I've reel. done over the years. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy to uh, 
teach. I'm glad that you're learning. I love it. You're doing Um, great. Yeah. It's almost a year. I think it might be a year next week. Congrats. That's so awesome. Um, So that's your favorite exercise, may I ask, within this year? Oh, gosh. Capoeira. Really? (laughs) I mean, I really thought it was quite the thing. It was very uh, unique. And I haven't done anything like that before. Cool. But I really, I think probably yoga. Mm. Yeah. Um, If I can get a really good yoga class, Mm -hmm. because there are some that are so boring. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's hit or miss. Totally, totally. So like a good yoga that's kind of fast, Mm -hmm. I like. And I mean, my always and forever one true love is just walking. For sure. Which we've disgust is maybe doesn't count (laughs) i'm like please make it count um but yeah and i haven't done anything in a pool yet that's Mm. my next challenge all right pool based fitness you gotta go to an old folks home and do the aerobics with them oh yeah or like the bicycling in a pool is that a thing thing. oh my god spinning shit Synchronized swimming, which you have a mm-hmm. background in. I'm terrible at that, too. <laughs> uh, regular swimming. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, having a platform to talk about exercise makes you want to do it more. because So cool. Then you, I don't know. Just it forces of, you to work out. I conned myself. <laughs> That's what you like to do, huh? Yep. That's smart. You're circumventing your own exactly issues. Exactly. You math genius. <laughs> exactly. That's my savant thing. Mm-hmm. Is forcing I'm a trickster. Your, you trick your yourself. <laughs> yep. That's very very smart. Um. All right. Well, thanks again to Thank Andrea. You. Follow her everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not on the street. Unless you want to um, die. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend. Why not? Yeah. Give Bianca a five star review. Sure, give me a review. Yeah, review. Great. Oh my God. She'll read them maybe if they're good. I will. There you go. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'd like to thank my friend Bill Wadman for all his help. And I love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. I love you. Bye bye.